a minister, a gospel singer, a member of parliament. This Brazilian political figure made a name for herself even before being elected. But some say that behind the scenes, her ministry was a means of profit and eventually murder. Was this politician a victim of her children's actions? Or was she secretly the mastermind who plotted it all to take control? This week's episode is Florida Lease. Up bump in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. I've been calling her Floor Dellis in my head. I went and watched some uh, Brazilian news shows uh, talking about it. I've actually been calling her um, horrible bitch in my head. Dude. <laughs> but uh, uh, for this, for purposes of the podcast, we'll call her by <laughs> her name, even though she is a monster. Uh, there's a lot going on here. It's years, decades of bad behavior culminating in murder and also just a disregard for the poli- the judicial system and the criminal justice system. She so. is a terrible, terrible person every way you look at it. I feel like on uh, The Office when Creed goes, he don't give a F about nothing, man. <laughs> every time I read about her, I was like, she don't give a F about no, nothing. No, nope. Just doing whatever you want to do. So flouting the system. And... I guess over there, when you're elected to stuff, you get that as a bonus. It's a perk. It's like a li- if you have a uh, crime you want to commit, just go ahead and get elected, and then do the crime, and you cool. You're That's good. We so can talk about wild. I mean, we can talk about the the law of the political immunity or the parliamentary immunity and how it's changed, but not that much. <laughs> no, I mean. I don't know. We're kind of in the same boat over here. <laughs> so, you know, who might have said anything about how another country runs their government? I'm not here. To, I'm not here to judge. I was also Googling things about Brazil and it was like massive spikes in COVID cases. And I was like, I know that feel, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Well, we've got a ton of requests for this one. And mm-hmm. um, so here it is. Florida Lee. Is that what we're calling her? Florida Lee. That's what the Florida Lee reporter. I consider a Florida Lee a uh, flowery thing from New Orleans that a lot of sororities yes. use as their symbol. <laughs> I don't cons- I don't lot. like this woman besmirching the good name of the Florida Lee. She took it. She took it. A friend of mine, when I got my butterfly tattoo at, at, when we were 18 on a high school trip, my friend got a Florida Lee on her shoulder. Brittany. What's up, Brittany? Shout out. She lives in Vietnam now. Uh, but yeah, we got the tattoos at the same time and she chose a Florida Lee because her family has ties to France and New Orleans. Nice. And not this woman, hopefully. I don't think it was for her, yeah. but you know, you know what? Now it can be. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. Florida Lee Dos Santos de Souza was born February 5th, 1961 in a favela, a shack or a shanty town in Rio de Janeiro. Being brought up in a deeply religious family, Florida Lee's interest in the evangelical began at an early age. As a teenager, she sang in her church choir and provided musical accompaniment for her mother's own ministry. During this time, she also discovered a passion in helping marginalized children, 
specifically youth who were victims of crime, exploitation, and abuse. Florida Lee was no stranger to caring for children, as her home growing up also served as a daycare for over 100 neighborhood children. Tragically, in 1975, when Florida Lee was just 14, her brother and father were killed in a car accident. A hundred neighborhood children is too many neighborhood children to have in your house. That's stressful. I mean, I get it if it's a, a you, you have to for the neighborhood to try to take people in, but that would put a strain on you as a child who lives in the house, I imagine. I hope they weren't all at once. Because yeah, I don't think that's up to any daycare code. In and out, yeah. Yeah, for a couple people taking care of them. Hopefully it was a, a rotating system. In her adult years, Florida Lee became an elementary school teacher and a pastor. She also decided to start a family of her own. It began with three biological children, Simone, Flavio, and Adriano, but soon grew when, in 1991, she adopted five more. According to HuffPost Brazil, one of the boys that Florida Lee adopted at this time was 14-year-old Anderson de Carmo. Not long after becoming a member of the family, Anderson began a romantic relationship with Florida Lee's biological daughter, Simone. However, when the two broke up, Anderson and Florida Lee began dating, according to Globo, despite Anderson being 16 years her junior. In one sentence, there's so many yikes, <laughs> I can't count them. We went from just a normal story to, oh, wow, real quick. The brothers dating the sister and they break up and then the brothers dating the mom and it's a dating if the mom is 30 and he's 14. I don't think that's called dating. I don't know the rules of Brazil, but over here that's illegal. Yeah. In 1994, Florida Lee's cranked up her adoption game, taking in 37 children all at once, 14 of whom were babies. According to a piece on Medium, written by Camilla Barbosa, the majority of these children were supposedly survivors of the Candelaria Massacre, a brutal mass shooting that occurred outside the Candelaria Church on July 23, 1993. The church was a well-known spot for Rio's homeless youth to gather, and the vulnerable youth would often sleep outside on the church grounds. On that fateful night, as many as 70 children and teenagers slept outside as shots rang out. In the end, eight teenagers were killed and many more were wounded. Eventually, three Brazilian police officers were arrested for the slaying. Well, and again, on paper, this looks very charitable that these children are the survivors of this horrible massacre and she's going to take them in and give them a home. But we yeah. learn. No. And I had never heard of this massacre. Holy moly. Horrifying. It's horrifying. It's especially horrifying that the police were the ones that did it. Yeah. They, yeah. apparently the police would get into constant battles, for lack of a better word, with the youth that were troubled. They came from, like, um, trafficking and drug abuse and just violent situations, and they kind of would gather at this church as a safe haven and sleep outside and everything. And the police didn't like it. They wanted to clean house. And on the 22nd, they were telling everyone to get lost and everything. And some kids threw rocks at their cars. Oh. And the cops apparently said, well, we're going to come back and get you. And then around 2 a.m., some Chevys pull up. Just no lights on or anything and just started opening fire. And then later, 50 officers were accused of being involved and eventually three were arrested. Only three out of 50. And that's 
Not a measured response for throwing rocks at a car is no. committing a massacre in the night. And, I, and of course, you, you pick 2 a.m. because that's when they're deepest mm-hmm. asleep, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then even those that survived, um, many would be killed because they were going to testify. I think something uh. like 39 of sur- the survivors ended up being killed in other ways. It's a wild story. That's horrifying. It really is. Four years after the monumental adoption. Anderson and Florida Lee married in 1998. The following year, the couple co-founded a church together. Over the next 15 years, Florida Lee and Anderson adopted 10 more children, most of them neglected, coming from violent areas in central Rio. Eventually totaling up to 55, the home was full of children, with 51 of them being adopted. I'm just saying, at, at every turn, they seem it seems like such a happy, except for the way that they got together. But... It seems like they're really trying to give a place for these kids. They're very charitable. They're good people. And underneath it all. Maybe I'm just a cynic. But anyone that adopts 51 kids, I think that's a red flag. Yeah. Unless you're like, we're going to start a program or we're going to start an orphanage or we're going to start a center versus just having them in this house. Yeah. And we'll see how they ended up living and it was not ideal. Nope. I wonder too the the standards uh, I mean obviously I think they're probably lower um than they would be here. I mean it's hard to get one kid here. Yeah, and I I don't know if um anyone's allowed to have 51 of them. It'd be you'd be hard pressed. <laughs> I don't I don't know about all that. Setting her sights on a political career in 2004. Florida Lee ran for city council, but lost. In the meantime, she and Anderson ran their ministry, and Florida Lee independently released gospel albums. Her supposed altruism in adopting children in need did not go unnoticed, and in 2009, Brazilian filmmakers created a movie about her life, starring some of Brazil's top actors. Continuing with the theme of charity, the actors weren't paid for their work, and profits from the movie went towards a rehab center for children. On the heels of her cinematic fame, Florida Lee approached MK Music, one of Brazil's top gospel labels, about representation. In 2010, she signed with the record label and released her first major label album, Fogo e Sao. She would go on to release five more gospel albums and sell out concert venues to her large fan base. So it's just a strange, I think when you read the headlines initially, it's like, she's a celebrity singer, but then she's also a politician, but then she's also got all these kids. It's a lot, it's a mishmash of what's going on here. She needs to pick a lane. I will say, <laughs> I um, watched some of her videos, and she's good. Yeah, she's good. She, she does good not, voice. I will say, she's got a great voice, terrible stage presence. It was just a lot of her standing there with the mic kind of bouncing one arm up and down there wasn't Mm -hmm. she wasn't really selling it or or anything but man the stadium packed yeah i mean hundreds of thousands of people yeah she was very big having found success in both her singing career and the huge family she had created florida lee decided to run for office again in 2018 hoping this time the outcome would be different due to her celebrity status her efforts were successful and she was elected to the Chamber of Deputies in Rio de Janeiro, becoming one of Rio's most voted federal lawmakers, receiving almost 200,000 votes, according to The Guardian. Upon taking office, she vowed, I'm going to fight for family, for life, and for women. We did none of those things, so. Liar. (laughs) 
By all accounts, things appeared to be going great for the singer-politician and her massive family. However, behind the scenes, a much different story was taking place. Although Florida Lee called her adopted family, Children. And claimed hers was a home of Love and solidarity. She failed to treat her children the same and fostered division. According to police, Florida Lee had always favored her three biological children and five initial adoptees, one of which was, of course, Anderson, her now husband. She called them the first generation and provided them with plentiful food and private rooms. Meanwhile, the remaining children were forced to share rooms and were only fed plain bread without butter, plain rice, or pasta and sauce. Those that were not part of the first generation claimed they felt used by both Florida Lee and Anderson and were abused mentally, physically, and sexually. Aside from previous her, you know, starting her relationship with Anderson, this is where we first start hearing reports where she's created this type of hierarchy and the competition between children of, well, you're my real child. Mm -hmm. You're the initial ones. And it's almost like a pyramid where the ones at the bottom are doing anything they can to scrap up to the top. And wouldn't you? It's like a means of survival. And you have this super powerful person saying, it's like, it's almost like you, a cult. I was about to like, say you're describing a cult. Is exactly yes. what you're <laughs> describing. Draw the triangle around yes. what their family structure <laughs> looks like, and that well, they're where they'll all do. In Anderson, for a while, Anderson included, they'll all do anything it takes to make her happy. Yeah, because she's the one that holds all the power. She was the matriarch. She's the one that gave them all a home and everything. And I will say, we uh, typically do not cover anything that involves child abuse, child murder, as if you've ever emailed us or DM'd us asking us to cover a case like that, you've mm-hmm. probably found out that we'd say, we don't do those. We didn't know that that was really a part of this. Until, no, that uh, sort of came out. Until uh, it was a little too late and we were pretty dug in on this. So, But that being said, I have not seen anything regarding age. I think mm-hmm. most of the abuse, at least sexually, that took place was with the older children. Not that it is not still abuse, but the 16 and 17-year-old children, not the little bitty children. Correct. And I think it was also even into the years after they were adults. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she had quite a grip on them all. Yeah. And the children would have sex with each other. Yes. Like yes, the was... adopted sons would have sex with Simone, the biological daughter. And yes. even the adopted children would have sex with each other. So again... I don't even really look at them as her children. It is a cult. Yeah, she's treating, she's calling them children, but I think they're being treated as members of a group. They're not, mm-hmm. because she's not treating them really in that motherly no. fashion, obviously. They're it's pawns. Trading on, they're pawns, yeah. She's tra- it's trading them around for power. Mm-hmm. One adoptee said in a deposition that he was initiated into the family after attending a prayer group. But once he learned the process... He found it less of a family and more of a cult. According to Globo, the 17-year-old member told police in a deposition that he was forced to undergo a purification ritual upon arrival at the home that involved staying in a room alone for a full week. After several days alone, Florida Lee joined the young man in the room and the two had sex. Yeah, you see this a lot of isolation and then I'm the only one around. Like she's, you know, she's his savior. Total mind control, manipulation, making someone dependent on you. Mm-hmm. She, by all accounts, was and still is a cult leader. Oh, yeah. And you you see, much like with the, any cults we see where it starts off as 
maybe with good intentions, maybe with uh, somewhat of a, you know, her idea was to give these children, quote unquote, a home and you start getting addicted to the power and the money and the attention, attention and the manipulation. And it gets it goes and goes and goes until it can't go back. I will say she started off real strong, though, um, dating a 14 year old right off the bat. Yeah, no, she was never an awesome person. <laughs> yeah, since really, <laughs> but but because not a lot is known about, especially her early childhood. Everything kind of starts around like fourteen, fifteen years old for her, and it just says mm-hmm. she was raised in the church. And so, I would love to know more about her upbringing. I mean, her father was mm-hmm. killed when she was pretty young and everything. But I'm always interested in what makes people like this tick. Was it yeah. was it always this way? Did a major event happen that just completely altered the way that they think about things? You yeah. know, and, and what did that do to them? Due to her having that many other kids in the house mm-hmm. as the daycare or whatever, if that's why she wants attention and she likes to sing and she wants to be paid, you know, the center of things. Mm-hmm. In addition, this young man and other adoptees were subjected to secret rituals that involved blood, nudity, and sex. The victim stated that one incident involved Florida Lee forcing kids to cut their hands and write out psalms from the Bible in blood. Others recall seeing black magic performed. According to UOL News, Anderson and Florida Lee both had sex with some of the older adoptees and paraded them around in an effort to gain donations for the ministry, even offering the females to other pastors as a sexual gift. Yeah, this is when you start really asserting your power and domination over someone of being like, cut your blood, like, cut your hand Mm -hmm. open and bleed for me. Yeah, and also, what loving mother is going to offer their teenage daughter to someone else, a grown man, for sex as as an offering to, like, hey, we'd love your business. We'd love for you to partner up with us in our church. I mean, that's not anything a mother does. No, it's not swag. It's a kid. Yeah. Like you're, they're not to be traded. But again, they're not seen as children. No. They're seen as these pawns. Yeah. The needs and education of her adopted children were completely neglected, with Florida Lee's only concern being her public image as a devout Christian helping youth in need and her own selfish and twisted gratification. At some point, Anderson tried to change this to a degree. In addition to managing the family's finances, he attempted to create a more balanced relationship among all the children in the family. This was a move that did not sit well with Florida Lee. So it sounds like he went from being kind of the underling to trying to make a power grab as an equal and assert himself and also maybe try to help these adoptees out. And uh, you know what happens when people challenge a cult leader. Mm-hmm. And he's he's an adoptee himself that yeah. arguably became the most successful for lack of a better word i mean you know he's he he's kind of her right hand man if she would even admit to kind of having one i mean she definitely has all the power but i think it says something that he was like i'm one of the most favored and i still want to kind of squash things although he still is having sex with his adopted kids so it's hard to it's hard to feel well you definitely feel sorry for the kids in this whole scenario it's hard to feel sorry for either of them. Well, and it's like with Alice and Mac and Nexium, where you may have been initially victimized, but at what point does the victim become yeah. the perpetrator? And when does the 
when does the culpability set in for Anderson that he was only, he was only 14 mm-hmm. and he came thinking he was going to have a family. Well, he immediately has an inappropriate relationship with his, quote, sister. So that kind of scrambles things. And then your mom, mm-hmm. quote unquote, starts dating you. So, I mean, he's he didn't have a shot, no. you know. But then once you're an adult and grown and, I mean, it sounds like maybe here he was trying to maybe make amends mm-hmm. and get some of his bad place points back. I don't know. Yeah. According to police, around the time her political career began to take off, Florida Lee also began plotting the murder of Anderson. Beginning in May of 2018, Florida Lee, along with the help of several of their children, had begun poisoning Anderson slowly using incremental doses of arsenic. Simone, Florida Lee's biological daughter, had even searched on the internet for cyanide in food. When later questioned by authorities, she claimed that she was simply curious and that she thought it might be a solution for a friend whose dog was suffering from a tumor. Uh, say it and forget it, write it and regret it. Uh, never Google murder plans no. and don't give cyanide to a dog. No, don't do, all of this is a bad idea. You done goofed. Yeah, I am not sure how old she was at this time. Uh. It's either. Simone was, uh, born, what did we say? 19, she was born? well, before 1991. Yeah. And this is in 2018. Okay, so. She's old. She's old enough to know. See, whenever I think of someone Googling stuff like this, I just think they have no concept of getting caught. Mm -hmm. They think they're so above the law that and they probably did because of who their mom was that Mm -hmm. nothing bad could happen. But yeah, it don't you don't Google stuff like that when you're planning on killing somebody. I mean, don't plan on kills, like, you know. <laughs> We're not here to give you advice. No, but just, that's just, uh, it's asinine. Yeah, it's foolishness. Also, don't give a dog cyanide. That makes no sense whatsoever. I think if you Google, can I give a dog cyanide, there's no search results. Google just goes, nope. Yeah, do not do that. Nope. Mm-hmm. It, hand reaches out and just slaps you in the face. <laughs> While the repeated poisonings did not kill Anderson, it certainly made him sick. He ended up in the hospital several times, presenting with symptoms of diarrhea, vomiting, and sweating. Six more times over the course of the year, police believe Florida Lee attempted to poison her husband. Man, that's... This guy's going to the hospital repeatedly, and what do you think you have, the flu? Also, I I don't know how it works when you go, but at some point... Wouldn't they test you for something and see like, oh, you have traces of arsenic in your blood or however it gets found out? I don't know. Yeah, there and and maybe unless you say, oh, you know, I'm, I may be getting poisoned, they wouldn't test for that. They just say, well, you maybe it's probably a twenty four hour thing. Yeah, I don't know. Also, stomach of steel. Yeah, <laughs> he's poisoned seven times, and he's just like, yeah, I'll keep coming Threw back. It up. He spent all of 2018 on the toilet. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. With multiple failed poison attempts, Anderson's wife and children decided to take things a step further, and in 2019, made plans to hire a hitman to do their dirty work. The man was to make it look as if the murder was the result of an armed robbery. While the hitman was never hired, authorities later discovered online searches on one of Florida Lisa's daughters, Marzi's, cell phones that read, Shady Business Online. Someone from Shady Business. 
and murderer. Where to find? Oh, come on. <laughs> the the SEO on this. I guess you're just <laughs> trying everything. Shady business online. Someone from shady business. <laughs> like, First of all, I I don't think the crimes are called Shady Business Incorporated, and if they are, they've been shut down by now. Do you think if you type in murder or where to find, you know, like when you Google a recipe and it comes up and it's like, you know, I love whenever I bake bread, pumpkin bread in the fall. And you're like, just tell me how to find yes. the murder and you have to scroll you have all to the keep way scro- down. You know what I found out the other day? Why you have to keep scrolling is because they get paid based on how far you've scrolled. Like, yeah, and I was gonna say I think bitches. it, it put, bumps them up in yes. the search rankings mm-hmm. the more full sentences that are coherent because the algorithms can read it and the longer time you spend on the page. But I'll Man. just bail. I'm like, fuck you. I don't have time. Too long. I don't have time <laughs> to scroll through all this. I'm just trying to find a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Where to find? Again, it's just wow. Yeah, I, and I think um, I think these call me crazy, and I've never uh, hired a murderer. But you probably know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Yeah, or like the deep web, which is not through Google. <laughs> no, I cannot, don't think Google get will get you there. Mm-mm. Eventually, Anderson became privy to the fact that his family was trying to murder him after discovering some plans that indicated as much. After this, he threatened to bug all the home phones. Undeterred and wanting to continue their plotting in secret, Florida Lee and her accomplices began communicating with burner phones this is taking a turn <laughs> can you imagine you find out your family's trying to kill you at that point too some bells have got to go off well that's why i've been shitting myself and throwing up <laughs> for the past year if they hadn't already gone off before then I-, I gotta imagine that shit was going on in that house that he at some point when all he was sick said i think they're trying to poison me this is probably well the tough thing too i would imagine is being so outnumbered by Mm -hmm. the adoptees the kids and if knowing that if you said hey marcy i think i'm being poisoned she's gonna go tell Mm -hmm. florida lee immediately yeah and so you almost have no one to trust no it's everyone's kind of looking out for themselves but backstabbing each other and his whole identity is tied to her and has been since he was a kid so yeah imagine that even if you want to perhaps leave the situation like that's not gonna go well she's pretty powerful and it's your whole life and she's already shown that she's willing to kill you so you really are trapped sinisterhood will be right back Well, fall is finally here, and there's no better way to prepare for the cozy weather than with some essentials from Jenny Kane. And right now, you can receive 20% off your first order when you use code CREEPY at checkout. Jenny Kane designs pieces for the California state of mind, but honestly, you can live in any state and fall in love with the timeless neutrals and classic styles. Jenny Kane's recipe for home and wardrobe combine one part effortless style with two parts comfort. Add a dash of refined simplicity, mix well, and serve year-round. With temperatures dropping, I have been wearing my sweater coat in oatmeal, and it is so soft and so luxurious. You can throw it on to take a walk around the block, which I like to do with Ella now and look at all the Halloween decorations, or just wear it up to instantly dress up any outfit. It's super versatile and pairs perfectly with weekends or work days. 
I am asking myself every single day, how many days in a row is it okay for me to wear my fisherman cashmere hoodie? Because I actually do wear it every day. I wake <laughs> up in the morning and I wear the same hoodie. It's so cozy. It's a slouchy hoodie that keeps me comfortable while I work from home. But I look nice enough to present on the millions of Zoom calls I have to do. And if anybody were to question me why I'm wearing the same cashmere hoodie, I would hang up the Zoom call because <laughs> I will never take it off. <laughs> From their signature pieces like the Mule, the classic shoe that started it all, to their ultra-soft and lightweight cashmere and cotton sweaters, to beautifully scented candles, throws, and pillows, Jenny Kane embodies effortless comfort and endless versatility. It's the best way to look put together in an instant. Make getting dressed the easiest part of your routine at JennyKane.com and get 20% off your first order when you use the code CREEPY at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code CREEPY. It's October! It's my favorite month, and it's time for spooky stuff like ghosts, ghouls, and witches! Yeah! Yes. I have been talking about this movie for a while, and when I learned that Hunt a Killer has now partnered to design a game based around the Blair Witch... I got super excited. But Christy, do you think you could survive the curse of the Blair Witch? I would like to try. Well, you can, because like you said, Hunt a Killer has merged their classic immersive murder mystery game with the Blair Witch cinematic universe, so you can play Hunt a Killer Horror the Blair Witch. Experience the supernatural forces of the Blair Witch like never before in this narrative-driven psychological thriller. Every month, you'll receive a new box of clues, documents, and ciphers that get you closer to the truth. Hunt a Killer has several different pricing options to suit your needs. And right now, you can receive 20% off your first box by visiting huntakiller.com forward slash horror and entering the code CREEPY. This is a unique and fun way to gear up for the best time of the year, Halloween. Spend date night or game night with friends over Zoom or solve the mystery of the Blair Witch all by yourself if you're brave enough. And if you need a little bit of extra help, there's an amazing and active online community that you'll have access to where you can share theories and help each other out. If you think you're up to the test and you can survive the curse of the Blair Witch, visit huntakiller.com forward slash horror today and enter code creepy to receive 20% off your first box. Happy hunting! On June 16, 2019, at around 7.30 a.m., Anderson DeCormo was shot dead in the garage of his family's home. Within hours, Florida Lee told police it was the result of a botched armed robbery. According to the gospel singer-politician, the couple had been followed to their home after leaving the Copacabana neighborhood. However, authorities would soon learn the couple had actually been at a swingers club located in a much different area than the affluent Copacabana. I'm not here to shame swingers, but I imagine they would probably lie because they do have such a religious uh, reputation to try to uphold. Sure. What's interesting about that is that they apparently frequent in swinger clubs all the time mm -hmm. with her biological daughter, Simone, and Simone's oh. husband, who also Ew. worked for the ministry. There's a lot of layers, a lot of layers to that. Yeah. There's no boundaries in this family. Zero no, boundaries. No, I'm certainly not going to a swingers club with my mom. But no, that's, oh. that's just just me. put that on a list of like bamboo shoots up to fingernails or going to the swingers yeah. club with your mom like fingernails all day long. I would have explosive diarrhea every day for the rest of my life versus yeah. going to a swingers club one time with my mom <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. 
As stated in a piece written on Medium, Florida Lee said that upon arriving home, Anderson realized he had left something in the car. When he went back outside to retrieve it, Florida Lee claimed she heard shots ring out. Anderson was shot more than 30 times, predominantly in the thighs and groin. When Florida Lee was later interviewed and asked about the gunfire, she claimed she had heard something like, pow, 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 a far cry from the 30 shots that riddled her husband's body. This is overkill. Literally, 30 shots. That is something that someone very angry does. Mm-hmm. Or someone very motivated to get the job done or else mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. A few days later, in the early morning hours, police raided the home of Florida Lee and a roundup they dubbed Operation Luke 12, a reference to the New Testament chapter where Jesus tells his disciples, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in the ear and the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. Even as Florida Lee wept uncontrollably as police raided her home, they had no doubt that she had been the ringleader of the grisly crime. According to The Guardian, Homicide Chief Antonio Ricardo Lima Nunez told reporters, The conclusion the investigation reached was this, that she planned this cowardly murder. The motive was that she was unhappy with the way in which Pastor Anderson lived his life and handled the family finances. I say pretty quickly they they figured out the what was going on. You know, she said, "Oh, it was a it was a, a robbery gone wrong." Yeah, it's interesting too, and not much has come out yet as to why they were able to jump to that conclusion so quickly. Apart from because they didn't really find out about the poisonings until during the course of the investigation, but maybe it just all looked too uh, staged. And it was just, they just weren't buying it. But she, I mean, being a politician, a well-known singer and everything, they very quickly said, nah, you're lying. You're behind all of this. <laughs> and I think they got a hold of cell phones pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people left Yeah, clearly they were just searching for whatever they wanted. After seeing the, the search results, I cannot imagine, like, Commit crime was not on a to-do list written somewhere in someone's house. Mm -hmm. They were pretty loose. Kill daddy and just a big asterisk next to it with July 16th, yeah, written next to it. However, Florida Lee had not acted alone. As with the attempts made to poison Anderson, several of his adopted children were involved in this crime as well. Police discovered that 38-year-old Flavio Dos Santos, one of Florida Lee's biological sons, was the one who pulled the trigger filling his stepdad with around 30 bullets. On June 17th, Flavio was arrested at his stepfather's wake. Only a few hours after that, police arrested 18-year-old Lucas de Santos de Souza, one of the couple's adopted sons, as he was believed to be the one who purchased the gun. During a search the following day on June 18th, police found the murder weapon in Flavio's room, casually sitting on top of a dresser. On June 20th, Flavio confessed to authorities that he had in fact pulled the trigger, killing Anderson, and that his brother Lucas had helped him buy the gun. Bingo, there it is, with leaving it uh, it sitting on the dresser. They didn't throw it in a river. They didn't put it to the mountains. They just left it on the Couldn't even put it in a drawer. Nope. Just left it straight up there on the top. Yeah, that's, again, very bold, very, I don't think I'm going to get caught type of behavior. Or even if I get caught, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, good point. 
During the investigation, a motive emerged. Anderson controlled the monetary and financial aspects of the family and allegedly called all the shots in Fleur de Lis professionally. Feeling trapped, Fleur de Lis allegedly texted one of her many sons. Andre, for God's sakes, let's put an end to this. Help me. Dude, I'm asking you, begging you, how long will we have to endure this fret in our midst? In another message, she wrote. Do what? I can't separate because I was going to scandalize the name of God. According to HuffPo Brazil. So rather than a divorce, mm-hmm. you sh- you have your son shoot him 30 times. Yeah, I'm always baffled in any kind of case where a spouse has another spouse killed or they kill themselves because they want a divorce. And they would rather do this than get a divorce. And it's not like, uh, from any evidence I have reviewed, and tell me if you saw anything to the contrary, that we saw that Anderson was a monster, that he was beating her, no. or that he threatened her. If you, you know, Lorena Bobbitt style, he basically told her, if you try to leave me, I'll kill sure. you, I'll come after you. And so she kind of get backed into a wall. This lady was not faced with that. From what I have read, she just didn't like someone challenging her. That's exactly what it was. She was in, She wanted to be in charge, and he started asserting his authority, and uh, that wasn't going to work That for didn't her. go well. Yeah, yeah. And t- she won't get divorced because she doesn't want to scandalize the name of God. However, murder, apparently, God's okay with. Or she's. you get to the point where you are untouchable as a politician, as a celebrity, as the top of this pyramid of people beneath you, and you think... There's nothing I can't do. Murder. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, we'll tell the cops it was a robbery. No big deal. Done and done. They'll be gone by noon. It'll be fine. And the fact that they were all very sloppy about it, the cops caught on and didn't let her position in parliament slow them down from investigating. Good for them. Mm Mm-hmm. But Florida Lee and her two sons did not work alone. In August of 2020, Prosecutors announced charges against Florida Lee and several of her children for orchestrating the murder. In total, nine people were arrested for their part in the crime. Besides Florida Lee, seven were Florida Lee's children, Adriano, Andre, Carlos, Marzi, and Simone, plus the two involved in the execution, Lucas and Flavio, as well as another man named Marcos. Two more of the children are also going to be charged, according to police. Yeah, I think, you know, you wonder if she started the plotting with maybe Marzi and Simone, since they were the ones Googling about the poison, brings in Lucas. Flavio is one of the original, you know, one of her biological Mm -hmm. kids. And so he's in the elite tier. And the more, of course, nobody keep their mouth shut ever. No. Much less, you know, this, like I said, this is a house with no boundaries. They start whispering, more people want to get involved. They want to help mom. They want to be the one, the hero. And so now you're going to have this huge chunk of the family that's all all got their fingers in the yeah. pie. And with that many people knowing, and obviously Anderson had found plans that alerted him to it and everything, one has to wonder what his mindset, did he think he was just going to, it was going to, Fizzle out? I haven't. Yeah. That he thought, well, let me just. I wonder if he thought by unifying the children or bringing some of the more mistreated children. And I say children. They're all grownups for the most part. I think when we were trying to find a, a full list, but it seemed like she stopped adopting in the 90s and they're all adults. And she 
I wonder if he thought, oh, the ones that are in the lower, you know, sharing rooms, eating plain rice, if I give them a promotion or, you know, start treating them right, if they'll like maybe make a faction, which again Mm -hmm. would be a power grab, which would have her say, uh, give her a reason to swat it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A week before 20% of her family was arrested for the murder of her husband, Florida Lee posted to her nearly 1 million Instagram followers a picture of her and Anderson during a trip to Israel. The caption read, I still feel lost. Part of me dies with you. I feel a mixture of pain and disgust. What they did to you was so cruel. I love you, my baby. That's ballsy, dude. You know, you know what happened. And you're able to do something like that, to post just a bold-faced lie. And not you know just that the a lie know. either. Yeah, and not just a lie. You're like, I love you. I'm so lost without... Oh, that makes me sick. Yeah, the, and the fact that it was not, you know, not that it would make it any better, but maybe if it was a crime of passion, if she, you know, they got into a fight and she randomly, you know, flipped out and took his life. But she had been plotting to kill him for years. It was very orchestrated. Years. Very planned. And to yeah, and to say, oh, now I'm what they did to you mm-hmm. was so wrong. Also, you mean your kids? Yeah, that you told to do this. Is that who your they soldiers? is in this? Yeah, your soldiers exactly. Despite the performance of a grieving widow, Police Commissioner Alan Duarte of the Homicide Police Station told Globo, "Florida Lise, in addition to planning this whole plan, financed the purchase of the weapon, convinced people to carry out this crime." warned about the victim's arrival at the scene and tried to hide evidence. There is no doubt that she was the intellectual author, the great head of this crime. So much evidence because she just didn't think she was touchable. And I think, like I said, she probably thinks, I'm not going to get caught, but even if I do, it'll be fine, whatever. But I'm glad that they stood up to her, Mm -hmm. especially on account of her beloved status not only as the gospel singer, but sh- there was this movie about her that put her out at, as this benevolent, amazing person. And it could be a bad PR move for the cops or it looks like you're going after this, you know, minister. But really, she's a murderer yeah. and a cult leader. Yes. Yeah. And an abuser Allegedly. and all sorts of stuff. Florida Lisa's lawyer disagrees and denies her client's involvement, telling Globo. She's a gospel singer, religious leader, and federal parliamentarian. Her quest has always been to give the best to the needy. That's why she had more than 50 children. In the defense's opinion, there is a big mistake in the outcome of this investigation. On the other hand, Police Commissioner Duarte responded, saying, It's not really a family, but a criminal organization. We found that all the altruistic, decent images was just a plot for her to achieve financial goals and political projection. So it's like the the sheets getting ripped off, you know, the mm-hmm. behind the scenes, the behind the curtain. Behind the music. <laughs> oh. So we're, yeah. Worst VH1 episode. <laughs> Talk about a right. rise to stardom and I've just crashed, crashed down. In total, Florida Lease is charged with five crimes. One, triple qualified homicide for awful reason, cruel means, and impossibility of defending the victim. Two criminal association three ideological falsehood four use of a false document and five attempted murder for the time she tried poisoning anderson in 2018 yeah these charges show me that they're trying to throw the book at her what is use of a false document charge 
That's a good question. Most of the doc, most of the information I could find was all in Portuguese, and so I was reliant heavily on Google Translate. Yes. Yeah, but I imagine she probably uh, that she possibly lied to the cops somehow. That's all conjecture, though. Yeah, I don't know. An ideological falsehood. That probably is a translation error of something like perjury or lying to police. Okay. I would imagine because it sounds like um, something to do with her religion. Yeah, no, I don't. I have not heard that she's being persecuted. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah, yeah. I like how though when you do find an article that's in Portuguese, Google very conveniently up, up top is like click to English, and I'm like, yes, please, thank you, thanks, but, buddy. But there are still some translation things that probably don't come across perfectly. According to UOL News, Florida Lee would normally be arrested, then tried in front of a jury of citizens. However, because she is a politician, she enjoys parliamentary immunity. That means she can only be arrested preventatively to avoid destruction of evidence if she were caught in the act or, based on a 2018 rule change, if the crime was directly linked to her official role. Additionally, as a deputy, she can only be prosecuted and tried by the Supreme Court. According to the Brazilian report, the Brazilian Supreme Court is overburdened and overworked, with 11 judges handling over 12,000 cases each per year. Yeah, that was a big change in 2018 because before that, they could only be tried by the Supreme Court. Now, the the rule change is that they can they have to be seen by the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court can either decide we're going to hear this case or we're going to send it to a lower court. But it's basically a trap because the Supreme Court sees a million cases a year. Yeah. And so they are, you know, even if you did something, they'll you're just out and about until the Supreme Court can see you. Yeah, it could be years before they get to you. And even with that rule change, I mean, murder's murder. Whether or not it, it directly relates to your role, which I guess that would mean you kill a fellow um congressperson i don't know (laughs) or somebody that uh perhaps like wrongs you politically or something like you're just getting way too off the hook for stuff and it was you know they created the rule in order to prevent political corruption in theory because you don't want there to be uh, a politician an opposing party or a new faction comes out and starts saying oh he did this crime and this crime and this crime And then, you know, it's arbitrary paying off judges. They get arrested or whatever. Well, then on the flip side, at the time in 2018, there were like almost 600 members of the Brazilian Congress, like 590 something. Like half of them were facing charges. But so that's the other problem is that the intention was to, you know, clean up the political system. Well, the result accidentally was protecting this political Mm -hmm. ruling class and kind of people like Florida Lee. And the issue is now how do you fix it? And he, and then some people were arguing, well, the rule change wasn't a law change. It was a rule. It was, you know, it was a ruling by the Supreme Court. But, we, you know, we don't recognize that. So we're still going to try to arrest her. And then the, it's just, yeah, it's created quite a conundrum for uh, the political elite. Because if you're a politician, maybe you were, maybe you weren't doing something. Do you really want to remove all these rules and make it super easy to arrest her when then they could turn and come for you? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like a, you know, a standoff, but that's uh, politics for you. (laughs) Standoff politics. The parliamentarians could ask the Supreme Court to go ahead and judge the matter. 
despite the crime not having to do with Florida's official role. However, even if they do, the trial could take over five years, with another five years on the appeal. Although that is still a long time, it is well within the 20-year statute of limitations on the charge. Yeah, I think the other goal, back in August, some right-wing politicians were trying to get her ousted from parliament, so it would basically not be an issue because Mm -hmm. she would no longer be serving, because I believe the guy called it a mountain of evidence against her. Even though she cannot be arrested, she is banned from leaving the country and also cannot move her residence without notifying the court. She is also prohibited from contacting anyone who is a witness in the case, including her children, although she does not abide by this rule as she believes she is above the law. Yes, she has a guy working with her that's one of her adopted kids. So She sees him all the time. In August of 2020, Leo Mato, a right-wing congressman and former cop, petitioned to the Speaker of Brazil's lower house that Florida Lee be stripped of her term and charged with murder. In the court document, Mato argued, Given the avalanche of evidence against Congresswoman Flordelis, it's clear she cannot remain in the position to which she was elected. It's worth stressing that the Congresswoman always sought to project the image of a Christian woman, committed to raising her adopted children and concerned about the family, while simultaneously exhibiting behavior which, if the police inquiry's claims prove true, suggest a perverse, crime-inclined heart. That alone constitutes a violation of parliamentary decorum. Which is fair. I mean, it's fair to ask for that. Yeah. There's, I don't, uh, the fact that someone could do this and just be walking around the streets freely is is mind-blowing. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to get her behind bars, do it. Strip her of her title, change the rules, ask the Supreme Court to hear it, even though it might be drug out, whatever. Yeah, it has, it's one of those where otherwise it's going to set a very dangerous precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While many agree with Motto and the authorities, presently, Florida Lee remains free while both her biological and adopted children sit in jail cells, having been manipulated by their mother into committing a grisly and unthinkable crime. The remaining adopted children still remain at risk of coercion and abuse, as some of them continue to live with Florida Lee at her home in Rio de Janeiro, even though legally, she is not supposed to have contact with any of them. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> and I, we were talking about this before we recorded. There's nothing that says how many of them are minors living there or if any of them are minors. So, I mean, but several of them, when she adopted them in uh, 94, Four. were 14 of them were babies. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What's 2020 minus 94? That's tw- you're 26 years old. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't think many of them are minors. So I guess if they want to live there and, and see her and everything, then. But the if they're witnesses, she's not supposed yeah, to see no, them. But, and again, I guess the cops. See, the cops can step in and, and do some. But then it seems like other areas are limited or just maybe decide not to fight that battle. They can't arrest her has been the issue. Yeah, but they could tell the kids. Could they arrest the kids? Like, you can't continue seeing your mom or working with her. You can't do this. No, I think the rule is that she can't contact them. So I think if they're contacting her, she's violating it. Well, what are you going to do? Arrest her? It's a catch-22. The only person that's in trouble is her, but they can't arrest her, so she doesn't get in trouble. So she hasn't made. Dude, she's living a life. She's living it. She, She got everything she wanted. 
with at this point at the right now not many repercussions except yes, some of I, her kids are in jail which honestly does she really care about she i don't think she cared about them that much to begin with or she wouldn't have done all this yeah i think they are uh we called them pawns but yes. i think they're disposable to her because she kind of mm-hmm. told them can you just serve the sentence for me i'm in charge since i'm in parliament i'll make sure it's not a very long one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on september 18th florida lee was ordered by a judge to wear an ankle monitor and was subjected to a curfew, according to R.E. Jerusalem. In typical Florida Lee fashion, the alleged mastermind behind the murder balked at the court's ruling and failed to appear for the fitting of the ankle monitor until October 8th. Whether she will abide by the court's curfew and restrictions remains to be seen. Well, I don't know why she would change now. <laughs> I don't think she gives a shit. No. Well, and it's. I think it's going to take... Uh, lots. Uh, it's going to take a big move from uh, either other politicians or, a, you know, a rush order to the Supreme Court or something to see justice because it's pretty much come and get me. Yeah. So what do we think? This is a she is. A, I think the cops are right. She there's enough evidence showing that she was this mastermind and it's only a matter of time before she's got she gets got. You do think she's going to get got? I think so. I think, you know, someone, not that this has anything to do with the current American political climate, but I think someone will think, oh, well, I can get away with it because I've gotten away with it. And there's nothing, you know, you can until you can't anymore. And I think what's going to happen is, like I said, the parliament, there will be such an outcry from internally in Brazil. This is a, you know, worldwide story now. She's... In U.S. newspapers, we're talking about her. She's in The Guardian in U.K. and stuff, that it'll be so much pressure that you'll see movement that I always jokingly said, you know, in law school, we get these books that says, you know, Smith versus Jones or whatever, where it's such a weird case that it gets talked about. And I'm like, you never want to be the name in the top of the case book. And so when it's Brazil versus Florida Lee, Mm -hmm. you know, she's the person that the rule is made for. And you hear that. So I think there will be a change. There has to be a change. Because it's so, it's a person that's abusing this concept so fra- fragrantly. She's a flower, Florida Lee. <laughs> uh, she's abusing the concept of parliamentary immunity so flagrantly that they're gonna they're gonna do something. Yeah. You know, you think I'm I'm free forever, and it's splat like a bug on a windshield. It'll, it'll come to her. A yeah. Reckoning will come. And I hope that they do change the law and the rules so. Others don't use this to to their advantage, too. I mean, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. You get elected, and then, hey, you want to murder someone? Cool, go for it. Just make sure it doesn't have anything to do with your role, and we're just going to look the other way. Go right ahead. And you're right. And the the rule was created, all the rules against uh, the immunity rules and stuff and the change, was because there's these massive schemes to get gifts to politicians and bribe them. So I think with any law... You look at the legislative intent and say, oh, this was not intended to let politicians Mm -hmm. murder with impunity. It was intended to prevent corruption and bribery and whatnot. So maybe we need to rephrase the word that says you're immune from all crimes except murder or (laughs) sexual assault or child abuse, you know, and carve out those things. And the question will be, however, the Supreme Court of Brazil decides to rule, say, you know, that's definitely the the Florida Lee rule going forward. But can we then apply it retroactively mm-hmm. to a crime that's already happened that when she did it, you know, she was protected by it. That's a good so that, point. 
remains to be seen. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure that we'll do an update on this at some point since it's all mm-hmm. still things. Right before we were going to record, Heather found articles like she got fitted for she finally got her ankle monitor today. So we had to add that in real quick. So, yep, things are coming out daily. So we will keep everyone updated. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating this show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, like our weekly mix bags where we share three of our favorite things of the week. Our most recent mini-sode was a fun one. It was so fun. If, it's you, about like, a- uh, if you like animals and, yeah. and hoaxes, then tune on in. And fine art. Yes, <laughs> yes. You also now have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We'll also be hopping on occasionally and hosting monthly Q&As, where you can ask us all your burning questions. Our next one is going to be October 17th at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for our patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving yourself the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon in the top right corner to join today. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. We recently added a new tote bag and sock designs. If you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on Shop in the top right corner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterhoodPod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christy? I'm on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I'm on Instagram at Heather vs. The World and on Twitter at MCK vs. The World. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Leah Farwell. Maddie Dilly. Whitney James. Jamie Bernardino. Brittany Durr. Nicole Block. Bridget Grunwald. Kayla Dwarvak. Amy Wheeler. Christina Doling. Miss P. Soup. Judith Phillips. Chelsea Rose. Tristan Buckley. Simone. Eli Luna. Alana Medina. Brandy Martin. Danielle Manley. And Shay Michael. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do this without you. We sincerely appreciate it, especially during these trying times. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Say. <laughs>